Yo, welcome to another episode. Well, actually, no, this is part two. So this is like, it's the same episode. Just, hey, we just got more shit for you, man. What's good? Welcome back. Yo, it was so nice. We had to do it twice. What's going on, Grego? Man, it ain't shit, man. Just uh, it's a Friday. It's it's raining and yeah, just trying to trying to get by. But um, oh, I, I get hey, me too. I MLS is just trying to get by. We getting smacked in the CCL. Hey, yeah. you want to start there before we get to the uh, finished part two of our uh, footy mob episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, like they, they took it took a major. They made they made United look good. I was like, good. Lord, man, I got. Um, they went down to Monterey just like we did. You know, it it wasn't no, you know, hold tight. And they got they pretty much got smacked up from beginning to end. They end up losing five nil. The sad part is they got they got to come. They got to go back to Kansas City and, and do that one more time. I'm like that 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 was bad. And, and what was worse about it, like you know, for anyone who was on Twitter, you know, like basically that of course that whole game just. You know, cause a whole Twitter storm as far as like where MLS is uh, compared to Mexico, compared to Europe, and it's like what exactly needs to happen, you know, for uh, for the MLS teams to actually do better in the competition. Yeah, man. Um, I saw a tweet from MLS Buzz. They basically looked at analytics of the players. It said Monterey, like if they were in MLS, they would play with. Like the, the talent of their squad, they would have 12 DPs and five TAM players. So it's like, you know, I like today, oh, you hear it first, man, we number six, man. We're the top six league, bro. <laughs> hey, we fall out of the top five to me after that. But, you know, it was bad coaching for Peter Vermees to know who Monterey is, to go down there with the, like the testicular fortitude, the gall to like play them like, you know, heads up. And not try to play for a draw and then come home and look up and get something, man. It was to me, that was poor coach, especially how good this team is, man. And especially with the talent that we have in MLS compared to Liga MX, it's like we might as well every year just hand a bottle of Vaseline to Liga MX teams, bend over and say I like some more until we open the salary cap. Yeah, I mean that was um, that that was just rough to watch, and I think that you know, especially considering you know. Over the past uh, weekend, like they they won their on their last MLS game like seven one, like they were they were right. on some on some real you know go buck wild shit, and then they go down to Mexico and basically just just get bent over, and it's like like how exactly do you do you rebound for the how do you respond from that? Because you know Kansas City's been like one of the better teams in MLS for for a while now, and of course they made the the conference semifinals last year, so it's like you know. How, how exactly do you uh, do, do you respond to not just in, in the second leg, but also just going forward in MLS? Because now it's like it's basically you have the perception that yeah, anybody can run up on you guys. Yeah, but kind of what kind of you know what we talked about earlier with Brad Friedel, there is no pressure on the coaches. There's no pressure on the league when you fail out in Concacaf. So like you know. Uh, when PSG fell out of there, like it was, there's heads gonna be rolled this summer. You know what I mean? So it's like we fall out of the Concacaf. It's like, oh, it's cool. We wasn't gonna do anything anyway. As long as the MLS Cup, that's all that matters. And you know, he has a point. You know, we, we kind of have to change our focus and start. You know, the fans that you need to start pressuring these journalists to start writing about. Like we deserve better from our teams in Concacaf in the Americas. We we need it. 
Damn it! I don't know what's going on. I got full yeah. vote. Man, MLS trying try, try to sabotage us, man. But yeah. <laughs> but basically, what what you end up um, having is like most teams in, in in MLS, like especially the top teams, you can like the like their starting eleven can usually compete with um, the top teams in the league MX. The problem is usually like once you get into the bench and you see okay. We ain't got the same type of horses on the benches as they do, because like you said, like you had twelve uh, DP, uh, DPs, another ten that could be uh, considered TAM. So it's like, right, you can't. Right. At some point, it's like, yeah, the, the separation drops hard, and yeah, and it's the, it's right there. It's right there at the bench. Like and for most MLS teams, it's like first teams are fine. It says once you the bench. Like, Peter Vermees maybe should have just set all of his starters. You know, everyone says, like, Frank should have did the same thing when we played them. I get it. Maybe we should have. It's like, we should, we shouldn't prioritize MLS Cup if you're in, if you're in the Americas. I think it's one of those things where, like, I, I think where, like, where we messed up at was, our, our issue definitely was rotating our players because we, because we played the game before when we played in D.C., you basically cut off most of our first first team players, and then turn right back around and play those same guys in Monterey. Like so, we held up pretty well for like seventy minutes, and then we ran out of gas. What Kansas City did was like they just said, "Hey, we're going to do it our way and, or the highway." And Monterey said, "Fuck that! You go take this out. <laughs> go take this." Exactly. Out. Exactly. It's it, it, you know, it's good. All MLS teams are out. Maybe next year. This is the thing about being an MLS fan. It's like we get hype in uh, March, April about playing in CONCACAF Champions League. Then reality hits us by May, and then we just focus on MLS. So, you know, happy reality day, everybody. Happy reality day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because, you know, we definitely want to see uh, a team make it, you know, and and, and, and win the uh, CONCACAF Champions League, and it doesn't look like we're anywhere close. Like I said, we, we've we got uh, part two coming up. we got uh, – Jabisa Johnson from Church for the Wild, uh, Non-League America. We got more with, with Curtis and Reggie with Footy Mob. Just talking about, you know, just the, the general culture of Footy Mob. It's a really good talk. The sad part is, we actually, like, after after we finished up this episode, we talked even more, and we could have had another episode. Like, it, like you know, of course, when you, when you get the homies involved, you really just chop it up, and, and so much shit would happen. Um... One last thing, Moises Can from Juventus, man. Yeah, 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 man. That's sad. It's a sad story. It, it's sad all around. Like European, I mean, like Italian soccer. The whole federation should just burn down and go away. It's disgusting. I mean, it's one of those. It's it's sad because one, you know, you can't help being black. You know, like yeah, either you are, or you aren't, and you you. You go out there with the chips that, that, are, that are dealt with you, and no one deserves any type of uh, racist treatment. What? Yeah. So, so Grego, like you, you know, you went to public school. I went to public school. Remember when you were younger, you had to learn the dozens and how to talk shit. Yeah. Like, remember that? Yeah. I don't think white people had that experience growing up because what they do to insult people, they go to racism. Zero to 100. Like, like there's so much shit they could have talked about this man instead of chanting monkey noises at him. You know what I mean? Throwing shit on the field. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I, I get it. You try to get into a player's head and stuff like that, but it's like, come on, man. You're going for racism. It just shows the lack of intelligence you have in my heart. Because, like, you know, 
I really feel they were like, let's fuck with him. So let's do monkey noises. Let's do this shit like this. And I was like, come on, man. It's 2019. Let's stop. It's it's, it's sad because it's like that's that's it seems like that's their go to. Like you, like they never heard of the, of some your mama jokes. Like you know, like there's right. <laughs> so much shit that you that you can go with. You know, to try to talk to player, make it about something other than the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. And you know, when when you take it to that level, it's it's fucking it's disgusting. It's you know. No, what what makes it worse is that he his teammates he had yeah. teammates say he provoked it. I'm like, how do you provoke being black? Like, you know, yeah. you can't you can't help being black. You Listen, know, like say, I hope I hope Sterling, I hope Lukaku, I hope these guys call him. Jay Z calls him, gets him under Rock Nation Sports, and gets him up out of there. And like, you know, say fuck this league, fuck this team. You know, I'm gonna go to a place where I'm valued as a black man. And, and, and the crazy thing about it, and what makes it even more complicated, because like I said, his teammate is uh, Leonardo Bonucci. He's also a member with the national team. Can just uh, uh, debut with the national team not too long ago. Uh, he scored, I think, in their last international break a couple of weeks ago. And so this is a guy like he's 19 years old. Like he has a very bright future. Like he, when you break into Juventus and you break into the national team, like you're at, at that age, that's a big deal. So. So you're saying like you got to deal with this guy not only at the club level but also at the national team level. It's like if if it was up to me, Benucci would be out of the national team. Period. Like dropped. You know. Yeah. That's not. That's not what you want to have represent your your country. And especially like if you have if you actually have a progressive view that says, hey, we don't we don't stand for this. Like we we are better than this. Listen, and, Mario Balotelli grew up in Italy, and he, he said he'll never play Italy again. You know what I mean? Like that, that's fucked up. Like the, the system is really bad, man. You still yeah. There? yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I'm I'm here. I'm here. So y'all can clearly hear. You know, we got choppy connection right now. We trying to do this in between our day job. So I'd say I say let's go ahead and tee up the episode. You know, let them hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we uh, we met up with Jamisa Johnson from Church of the Wild. Uh, went out to a uh, UPSL game out in Snellville. Actually, I uh, ran into our homeboy, Seku from Kid Boys. He actually plays uh, out in that league, too. So enjoy this interview. Enjoy some more with, with Curtis and, and Reggie. We'll see y'all next week. Tony should be back with us next week, I believe. Hopefully, you know, St. Lucia doesn't, doesn't try to keep him. You know, in the meantime, as always, Catch us on FTC, UTV, like her shit, follow us, talk to us, we'll get at you. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's Grego here. Uh, out here on a beautiful Saturday afternoon over here at West End Soccer Station. Shout out to Soccer in the Streets. And I, I have a special guest with me. We have Jamisa Johnson here. She works with, she's a director. She's worked with different projects with Non-League America, Church in the Wild, uh, a lot of different stuff. I'm, I'm glad, glad to have you on. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, so what's got you here, here in Atlanta? Uh, we've uh, glad to have you here. Um, I'm in Atlanta to uh, shoot with Non-League America. We're, um, it's like the the first four games or something for the a Jamaican league, a Caribbean league, I should okay. say. Okay. So, now, now, for those who aren't aware, what is Non-League America? Non-League America is basically an organization run by mostly by Steve, and he um, he covers a lot of the uh, lower level soccer. Okay. So so we usually when me and him linked up together. 
I usually go out, shoot with a team or two, and then I'll just put it together. And then I'll, we just send it back and forth and then see, just to make sure that the story is being told. Yeah, yeah, through, yeah. Um, you know, how each club is pretty much. Yeah, I think for a lot of people who are still relatively new to soccer, people don't realize that there's a lot of soccer that goes on below MLS, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, whether it's USL, NPSL, there's a lot of different, you know, regional leagues out, out here that, you know, don't get, you know, as as much uh, publicity. So I think that, you know, having a project that, like Non-League America definitely kind of gives those type of clubs uh, a lot of light. Like I was uh, going back and, and uh, watching a few of uh, their old videos talking about uh, uh, super delegates mm-hmm. up, up in, uh, I think they were up in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, uh, of course, there's, uh, clubs here because everyone knows about Atlanta United, but like I said, just like you said, like there's Caribbean leagues. It's a really nice West Indian contingent here, okay. And uh, out, 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 out east, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so yeah, definitely uh, glad to, glad to have you here. So like, so like, what do, like, what, uh, what attracted you to the game? Um, I've seen your Twitter. I'm like, like, okay, I gotta see you. I see. You. <laughs> so um. I'm not really, I haven't really been into soccer, like, growing up or anything, but it's like when I, when Steve had contacted me, because I, I usually do, like, a lot of music videos and okay. um, commercials for people. I usually do, like, a lot of stuff for people's brands to, like, just give them marketing for their brand. So, um, our first... Uh, we might have to hit you up pretty soon. Okay, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so, um, when me and Steve first linked up, it was in 2017, that's when we did our first uh, documentary with Bear, Bear Fight. And that's a um, that's a, a sock that's a um, a soccer club in Delaware. Okay. So um, I ended up cooking for this for the team, cooking for the game and shooting the game. Okay. So after that, so once once 2018 came around, that's when we really started like doing a lot of work together. And our biggest project that we've done so far was with uh, Providence City FC. Yeah, yeah, I, I followed them uh, quite a bit. You know, they they definitely have a a great brand game going on like i said i think for a lot of lower division teams that don't get that publicity like you really have to set up your your brand strong yeah. in order to get attention because otherwise yeah you probably mm-hmm. won't be noticed mm-hmm. um so uh with that being said so like uh like whoa, whoa, whoa. Jimmy, so where, are you, where are you from i'm from philly okay philly, <laughs> enough. um so like what's what was your introduction to the game um honestly Steve, wow. Steve, getting me to do this, to to come out and shoot, I, cause I didn't, I didn't really know much about soccer. Like I know you can't touch the ball with your hands. I already know you gotta get it in. Mm-hmm. But like me being on the field and like really watching and really interviewing players and coaches is really deeper than that. And it's I really love the team aspect of soccer mm-hmm. and like how you can just how someone can shoot the ball right, uh-huh. they're going down, and you can. Hit it in off a rebound, but you have to be there at the right place, right time. Like, you don't do that with basketball. Like, I grew up playing basketball and watching basketball. Of course, I know how to um, watch football as well. So, I'm like, soccer was something new, but I also, I grew to love soccer. I mm. like it a lot. So, tell me about, about the, uh, like, like the stories that, that you try to tell uh, with, with your projects. Okay. So, um, the stories that I try to tell, my part of it, I like to just show people that it's other sports out here and it's in you can't just be boxing with just football and basketball like soccer is the number one sport in the world and I feel like 
a lot of people don't really pay attention to it like that. Mm-hmm. So, like this, the way that I try to um, try to um, present it to people is anyone can watch it. I try to make it easy for people to watch mm-hmm. when I when I when I approach my um, projects, and I just try to like ask, answer the right questions, whereas though like the regular person can follow. Like, why do you love the game? Um, how did you guys play during the first half and second half? Stuff like that. But Steve, he really gives me the questions to really dig into each club. So I, I appreciate that too. So, like, so what's so what's Steve been um been try, trying to be? Like, those are questions that we, that we definitely want to know. Um, Steve, he really, he really, he really, he's really heavy into it. Like he, he will know ask questions like, what about the origin? Like, how did it get started? Um. Just way deeper questions than I would ask. So, gotcha, gotcha. You know gotcha. what I mean? Like, he, I'll ask the general stuff, and he'll be like, all right, ask this. And I'll be like, all right, cool, I'm going to ask this. And then it and just creates a big project. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, to, uh, do you, are you familiar with the teams that, that, are, that are here? Like, I have no idea who's who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, kind of got to be curious. I, uh, I, I may have to go check out, check out all these games uh, with you. Um, so, what Steve was also telling me was that you do a, a very interesting podcast uh, <laughs> uh, called Church to Wall. Well, you just told me that there's, there's actually two podcasts now. So tell me what's... All right. So the podcast, the podcast is called Church for the Wall. Okay. Okay. So Church for the Wall podcast, um, I do it with... So the, the beginning stage of Church for the Wall podcast, it was me, Nerd, and my boy Ron, and we also have a DJ, DJ No Answer. He plays uh, music in between breaks okay. and stuff like that, and he puts it together for us. So um, we started back in 2015. That's probably how I met Steve, listening to the podcast. And every time they would ask me, like, Mies, what you been doing today? Like, just regular stuff. And I'd be like, I'm just editing. Like, that was, that was, that's my life. Like, I just edit or whatever, you know what I mean? So... After hearing that, and then I guess Steve went to go check out my work, and he was just like, all right, let's, you never shot soccer before, let's try it. And then I had got me and my boy that we came out, and we just did it. But as far back to the podcast, which you initially asked. Mm-hmm. So it's Church for the Wild podcast. We have about 60, 60-something episodes with that. Mm-hmm. But the, our, my boy Ron, he, he doesn't, he didn't, he didn't want to do the podcast anymore. So therefore... Nerd has his own solo podcast, and I have my own solo podcast. Okay, because it was us three, so it's like if one goes out, we can't really call it Church for the Wild because yeah. it's not that balanced anymore. Right, right, right. So Nerd had his podcast. His podcast is called Don't Listen to Me Podcast, and I <laughs> <laughs> and I have my the good authentic Atlanta sound, Marta running over top of us. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Nerd has his podcast, Don't Listen to Me podcast, and I have mine. Mine is called Peace Living with Mies, and I have about 15 episodes out. I don't really do them too often, but I try to give, when I do do them, I try to give a lot of great uh, insight on the topic. So is Church for the Wild kind of like Wu-Tang where y'all, all, all y'all y'all come together and then y'all end up doing separate stuff? Yep, yep. <laughs> that's crazy that you say that because um, when we first did that, that's what that's how Nerd described it. So, so yeah, we have like we have two shows. I have a radio show as well. And we just we just do it all underneath Church for the Wild umbrella. Gotcha. Because gotcha. there's no point to start a new one when we done built it up for five years. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely. Uh, so like, so what are you discussing like, in, on on your show? On my show, um, I usually just sounds again. <laughs> so <clears throat> it gives us time to think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on my show, 
Um, I usually just meet up with some friends. Like I have like certain topics. Like I have this one of our most popular episodes of mine was um, protect your mental. Okay. And like basically we talked about what do we have to do out here to protect your mental as far as like through the workplace, everyday life, through breakups. So that was a real deep episode, and then a lot of people uh, liked that. My most recent episode was with um, he's a, he's an educator. Is my he ended up. He was my he's my cousin, mm-hmm. and we talked about the trials and tribulation of being a um, a black educator in America. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. So I just have like a lot of I have a lot of deep convos. Some of them be some of them be yeah. funny, but like I'm kind of like I want to say I'm too serious, but I like to talk about real stuff on yeah, my yeah. podcast. You know? Yeah, I, I think that you know with what we've been trying to do here. It's just like I, I, with what you're doing from the visual side, is you know just try to bring a, a, a greater awareness. I think sometimes that that does involve serious issues. Mm-hmm. So, because I think that you know it's not always you know goals and celebrations. Sometimes there's yeah. some, there's some real shit that come that comes with the game. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely good that you know you have that that bit that bit of balance uh, to what to what you have going on. Um, so for uh, going back to uh, church for a while, so like, what um, what kind of st- uh, got that idea going? Um, it was mostly like Ron had name already, mm-hmm. and he has like a he's very deep, and he, okay. he come with a lot of wisdom. And he was he's like he was like our reverend on the show. Okay, okay. I was the I was like the the voice of reasoning, and mm-hmm. there he's like a savage. So it was like a mixture of. <laughs> A mixture of everything and then it's like y'all it's like we call ourselves the church like we we are the everyday people church like you got you gonna get funny you gonna get serious moments you gonna get gems you gonna get all of that into once it's like just sit down with us one hour or hour and a half every day out your week and you got an episode for you gotcha 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 so uh, for people who aren't already aware of you uh, the phenomenon known as Jamisa. Where can people find you? Where can people find the podcast? Let let, let people know what's what's good. Okay, so um, my Twitter and my I have IG as well is under Jamisa, J A M I S A A A, and that's um now also yeah Twitter and IG and to find the podcast is on uh Twitter and also on um the, in the podcast app and SoundCloud app and the Twitter for the podcast is CFTW Podcast. And then you'll find all of us there. Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, definitely uh, continue success. I got to make my way up to Philly pretty pretty soon anyway because uh, I'm trying to check some games up there. Okay. But, yes, uh, yeah, definitely uh, keep it up. You know, like I said, this is our, this is our women's episode, so definitely want to have, you know, see the – be able to talk the game a little bit from the women's point of view. Okay. And, you know, like we, we – I'm, I'm gonna add church for the wild in in my rotation. Yeah, add it, add it. You might you you, you really might like it. Next, I, I checked out once like that, and what I was able to listen to before work took over my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like what I heard. So yes, yeah, uh, it's a lot. We have a lot of content. Like I said, we you know like before um before like Joe Budden's podcast, yeah, all those other podcasts. Like we was the first one to drop before this big wave of podcasts started coming. <laughs> So, you know, it was like the Combat Jack, and it was like a lot of other people. But as soon as we dropped ours, like two days, like a, like I promise you, like an hour or two later, Joe Budden tweeted on his own, I'm about to drop a podcast. <laughs> like, I swear to you. Because, like, my boy Nerd, he's, like, super popular. Mm. Nerd at the cool table. That's where gotcha. you can find him. <laughs> and um, 
So he's super popular, like a lot of celebs follow him. So as soon as we did ours, that's when that's when the whole the whole wave came. Gotcha. But I, I enjoy it. Like I don't listen to no other podcast because I don't like to um I don't like my creativity to be altered. Mm-hmm. And I like to keep my thoughts my thoughts, but I don't know. I, it's, it's I, I always, enjoy them though. It's always an interesting thing in, in, in that regard because I think that uh, one you can kinda you can kinda take from from little things here and there mm-hmm. and kind of make and make it into your own of course with us we, we've done our our show for uh since november mm-hmm. and you know we've we've grown you know exponentially since since that time and just one and kind of expanding in our creativity and what we can offer mm-hmm. and this this interview being being one of them and uh i i i think it's great that you know steve connected us so that way we we could talk yeah, and it's sure. and it's Honestly, it was, it was great timing, and, and you know, whatever, whatever we can do, whether it's us coming on your show, let mm-hmm. us know. Like I said, sure. we'll, we'll definitely work it out. But Jamisa, thank you so much for <laughs> for coming on to the show. You know, uh, enjoy Atlanta. I'm about to try to back back enjoy these games with you. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's take a keep. I, mean, yeah, I could probably interview interview with the cam. You never know. Hey, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work. What you what you think of the games and the atmosphere? You never know. Hey, that that, that can definitely work. But yes, thank you for coming on, and we'll holler at you. All right, cool. Peace. Because when we first met, like, I didn't think you were going to end up Capo. I thought it was going to end up being Ringo. Because remember, like, when we were, uh, was like, were you there in Chattanooga? Uh-uh. Okay. So, so we're up in Chattanooga. It's uh, Ringo's up in there. He's doing uh, social media for, like, Copa 90. And it's like the glory days. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like him, uh, Andrea Bustamante, that they're up in there, up in the mix. And oh, I'm like, Andrea, boy, 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 man, all that energy. She's got so much energy. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, yo, we like, we got to have us, have us a capo and everything. And then next thing I know, it's like, man, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go be pops. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh. So, well, so when we bought our season tickets, right? Uh-huh. You know, um, this is like back in the day, the Footy Mom's vision was being the corner. Okay. Like we thought it was dope. Okay. Like we thought it would be dope to have so many people in the corner, just loud and proud in the corner and things mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, perfect. I don't want to be in the supporter section because my wife doesn't believe in beer showers. So you know, as a <laughs> married mine. man, you know, as a married <laughs> man, you understand happy wife, happy life. Um, so that's kind of why I never did the capital thing. I was like, I was gonna be rowdy and proud in the stands, get people hyped. Like if you ever come to section one hundred four, you know, if you come down the road, you know, my road, we're loud and proud over there. So that's the reason why I didn't do it. And you know, my main man Reggie stepped up. He's, he's been kicking. I didn't. I didn't step up. <laughs> I didn't step so how, up. So how did, how did we that come about? We were at that tailgate. <laughs> We know we were at the first tailgate at the varsity, and he put the bullhorn in my hand and said, "Here, you got it." And I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Here, go." Yeah, that's I, what happened. I, 
That's, I, that's not what happened. I saw the leader in you, my brother. I was like, Umbaku. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> but the funny thing is this. So we were at the um, at the banner painting at, at Stefan's house. Yep. And and then and they were handing out and remember chair. everybody was handing out the um the little slips for the chance and the chance yeah. stuff. And so I'm just like, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it. And then we go to we go to record the um all the chants over it over in um what 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 building was that? Where they it was, had uh, the, it's the back of Aurora Coffee. Okay. Where they got the, the graffiti and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go we go there and we start doing it and we start doing we ready and I'm like I only all I did was step out, like, come on, y'all, you gotta do it this way, that way. And then somebody tapped, I forgot who it was, said, You 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 wanna be careful, right? I was like, who? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know nothing about no capo. I don't, I don't know I don't even know what that is. Yeah. And so I just kinda forgot about it until that tailgate and you put the ball in my hand. I'm like And a legend was born, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, no. Legend was born the black cherry roots. <laughs> So, you know, we're, we're back, by the way. Uh, thanks to Jamisa for, for chopping it up with us. Um, so, Curtis. Yes. What was the idea, as founder of Footy Mob, what was the idea behind Footy Mob? Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. We on about version 87 of Footy Mob. <laughs> so, I mean, I got to go back to the prototype and pull those files. Because I remember, hey. like, when... when I think it was like USA, Mexico at Brewhouse. I think it was like you and Stefan. I forgot, like maybe like two or three other guys. Y'all came through with the, with the with the big yellow banner, and I was like, "Who are these mugs?" <laughs> and uh, I, so me and Stefan go way back, okay. and us and our friends have kind of always known how to party, mm-hmm. like and. You around it, you like go some different things. You're like, "This isn't our party. This isn't our party." And like, what if we just start throwing our own party? And we're like, all right. And Stefan's married. Been I married him and his wife. Been married almost ten years now. Mm-hmm. So he goes off to his life, and I'm sitting there and like get the Twitter handle, get Instagram, start just start acquiring things. Mm-hmm. Then the girl I was dating at the time, Nancy, who was on our board, was like, hey, let's design a logo. And I was like, do this, make it do this, because I don't know how graphic design works. I'm just like, make this curve like to the right, yeah. make this red. Can you make that red? Can you make this bigger? And I mean, there's so many hideous logos I had her design, like about to get her in trouble at work, because I'm like, yeah, can you stop taking calls right now? Can you design this on your other <laughs> laptop? Pull out another computer at your desk and do this for me for free, <laughs> as opposed to the job that pays you. And, you know, you just kind of go through it. But it was, you wanted to be Atlanta. You wanted to be that party that, I mean, I grew up here. You wanted to be that crowd, that party, that vibe that you knew that was going to make that reference to Mr. V's figure eight for no good reason, but the perfect reason. Mm-hmm. That one that's going to go like, oh, let's, if I said to somebody, let's run by Iqlaz real quick and get some fried fish, at least 20 people in Footy Bob go, uh-huh. can I ride with you? <laughs> And there might be, there's going to be 20 people going, I don't know where you're going, but if you're going, I'm going with you. And then 20 more people are just like, all right, I'll just go. And it's about being welcoming. It's about that Southern hospitality. It's about embracing all the parts of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta's a weird place. Atlanta is a weird place to party. It's, I mean, we used to let all kind of things here fly before 96. Then, then companies showed up and uh, had to clean it up a little bit. A little bit different. Now. Yeah. Yeah, that, that reminds me of... Uh, they try to bring back freaking. I was like, you can't, you can't do that. It'll never. You can't do. You can't bring back. It'll, it'll be a watered down freaking. You can't do freaking. 
but uh but no so like with with, with footy bob because people who haven't seen uh footy bob like there, there's been videos there have been pieces reggie's been in there curtis has been in there and so like for the for the for the person who walks in like what what are they what should they expect when they come to especially to a footy bob tailgate hey to be honest I've never actually experienced one of our tailgates because I'm usually just running around. If you see me, I'm like, if you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking at something. I'm looking for what's missing. It's like, are we out of water? Are we out of coke? Do we have enough food? Do we have enough this? And we always have enough, but it's until the tailgate is packed up, I'm a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. So I don't, so Reggie's probably a better person to answer that question because you come man. to a tailgate, the question is, where's Curtis? And everybody's like, I don't know. I just saw him over here. <laughs> I just saw him over there. I think he's over here. Because Curtis is running, 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 running. There's so much that happens behind the curtains. Everybody sees the Wizard of Oz. You know, they see all that. But they don't see all that work. It's like synchronized swimming. It's like you look under the surface. That's that's him and and Rob and, and Steph. And it, they do so much so that it makes it look like we're just having a good time. But there are people who are losing their minds. <laughs> Until it gets packed, but if you come, if you come to a tailgate, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of people who are just about having a good time. Extremely welcoming. There's no judgment. There's no um, there's no us and them. It's just it represents what Atlanta is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about representation of every kind. I'm talking about. You know, that music, when you hear that beat, you, you you know ATL. Right. When you hear that ATL music, when you hear people, you see people having a good time, you see us dancing and carrying on, having a good time, that's what you're going to see. You're going to have, you're going to see Atlanta represented, you're going to hear Atlanta bumping out of speakers, you're going to see your sister DJing. Shout out to DJ Arrow. Arrow DJing. You're going to see Preston DJing. You're going to see Marcus and Stefan. You're just going to, it's just a different kind of, I'll put it this way. When um, when Aaron West came from Copa 90 this time last year, and before he came, I told him, I said, okay, you've never been to our tailgate, so trust me, you never experienced nothing like it. He said, okay, okay. I said, where have you been? He starts telling me the countries and the, mm-hmm. I said, okay, but you're not ready. So, this is no joke. So, we're at the tailgate, and it's me, Adrian, and somebody else. We, we start dancing, and Marcus or Aero throw on Nuck If You Buck, and that entire tailgate goes crazy. When they start going crazy, all of a sudden, Aaron comes out of nowhere. I've never experienced this before in my life. This is amazing. This is am-. And I'm like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one thing. You your your tailgate experiences, the footy bob tailgate experience is different. Like you guys put on a show. Like like every you know people come down there and they want to be part of the footy bob show. Every every supporters group there has their own flair, but like you guys have like it's it's, it's a little uh, it's flashy. You know, you can fly in drum like drum lines, all star drum lines. Oh in, yeah, yeah. Celebrities in the tent. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's what. So, so, ch- so check see, it out. But see, but see the drum line and all those things that you talk about. It's really about you want to introduce Atlanta and Atlanta to, culture to, to, this, to game. this game. Yep. And that's what you want. You want yep. this. 
I'll put it to you like this, and, you, and we've talked about this before, but you think about New Orleans. If New Orleans had a, had a soccer team, Which you know they would be ringing flavor. You know it was New Orleans. They would have that second line going. You'd see the parasols. You'd hear all the music. They would be New Orleans. Yeah. Conversely, you, you come over here. If you come to Atlanta, you're supposed to hear Atlanta. Yeah. You're supposed to see Atlanta. But a lot of people are afraid to embrace that. And you guys do a great job embracing it. Yeah, a lot of people are I afraid. Don't people, I don't know if it's people are afraid to embrace it. It's that if you're in a place long enough, and if you're willing to venture outside of what you normally do. Like, I grew up in East Point, but I've been all over the city through either work or just people you meet or friends. You start getting these windows into this other part of the city, and it's like, oh, okay. And then you start talking to some of these people, like, there's so many reasons why you should not get along with them. Mm-hmm. I've been in some houses in Buckhead, and I'm like, you are a reprehensible human being, <laughs> but these hors d'oeuvres are delicious. Does that smell paprika tasting? And you start finding like something that's in their character that hopefully isn't a deal breaker, but it's like, all right, here's that thing. Right. And there's so many people in Footy Mob who are fantastic people who I never would have met without it. Like, right. I wouldn't know anybody in this room if it weren't for Atlanta United. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we would all yeah. just, like, kept it, on about our lives. I, I think I missed out on that. Like, I left Footy Mob again and when it was like, you know, I, you know, it wasn't as diverse as it was, you know, in the beginning. Because it was like, a lot of folks that looked like us didn't really know about soccer. Yeah. Then. And then, so, I left. I was just like, this isn't for me. I was like, I was like, this isn't for me. So like, I missed out on that experience in footy mob and things like yeah. that. But I've like watched how you guys grown into the diverse situation that it is, and it's beautiful to watch. Like how so many different people from fucking Woodstock to fucking West End are just sitting there, nuck if you can bucket underneath a, a wedding tent. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on over there? That was crazy. That's a, <laughs> that was, that's, 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 that is the, uh, that is, that was our championship tailgate right yeah. there. Like, I literally, like, before every tailgate, I am literally in a panic existentially for the 24 hours, like, nobody's showing up. Now, I'm going to be sitting here with all this food and beer and no one's going to show up. I literally have a panic attack. And then about an hour and a half into it, because we got the best late arriving crowd. Because everybody's oh tailgate is going, and everybody's at ours. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, I've come to expect it. <laughs> it's, it's a party. Nobody wants to be the first one here. So we set it up. We get everything going. And then you wait. And then an hour and later. They build it. They will come. <laughs> and, but an hour later, it's all of a sudden, it's everybody's arm to arm dancing, having a good time. And you realize there are so many things about this that brings everybody up. Like we got a member from Hawaii this year. Like, I hope he comes to a game. We've got a member from San Diego who's been to a bunch of the away games. Like, he's been to Orlando twice. Yeah. Is Nick from Australia, is he in Footy Mob? I don't think he is. Okay. But uh, Jared Day is from, uh, is from uh, where is he from? Uh, San Diego. Mm. We've got two members who I do not know. I, my best friend lives in Seattle. Two people who I do not know in Seattle have joined Footy Mob. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's become this thing where if you jo- if you come to Atlanta, if you see us on the road, the guy who's in Colorado, uh, God, I cannot remember his name right now, but he made this dope Colorado flag oh, with the Footy that. Mob logo in the, of, in the middle of the sea. I think I remember that. One. And he has a watch party out there. Yeah, and every picture. 
I don't know any of these people personally. They're all having a good time, and you that picture could be here in Atlanta. Yeah. It's a diverse crowd. They're having a good time, and they look like they're actually enjoying being around each other. Genuine. And it's so, so <laughs> sincere that mm-hmm. you see this thing spreading, and then mm-hmm. you start hearing about other groups and talking to them. It's like, hey, what can we do to help you? Yeah. What can you do to help us? Like, how did you all solve this? Like, we got an issue with this manufacturer. Do you all have a solution? Oh, yeah, we got somebody over here. Yeah. Oh, we're having problems with this. Do you have somebody? Yeah, we got you right here. Yeah. When you start traveling now, I'm going to LAFC in, in uh, June and talk to some dudes from uh, 3252. And they're like, yeah, let us know where you're coming. We'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. They have a, I think it's a Korean yeah. uh, supporters group yes, that do. does karaoke in the parking lot after games. That's what? so, that's so I, Korean. That's like, so authentic. That is so cultural. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love like, it. I'm like, Darren, how much TAM do we have? Can we acquire that supporters group? <laughs> right. Can we? Can we and it's like once it's like ah oh, what that's what's beautiful it's like everybody can bring their experiences to this thing and and their value and and it value it's like the footy mob FC we now have three teams playing co-ed soccer three nights a week mm-hmm. and we're about to, we're selling the jersey right now and the proceeds from that jersey are going to, so it's like y'all don't worry about money we're covering your injury yeah. we're going to cover two teams every season for the next however long yeah. As long as we can sell the jerseys, y'all are covered. And it's just giving people a platform to enjoy the sport in the way they want to, the way they care how to, and to their ability, and doing it the best possible way. Yeah, I'm showing everyone the the Koreatown uh, supporters group for LAFC. Like I said, they have such a a diverse mix out there. Like I Kurt's talking about he's going out there. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do a, a, a late season field trip, baby. I would love if, to. If, if, if the missus will let you. I would, yeah, I would love to make it to LA. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a tough question. Yeah. Building, you know, like we said, uh, this. You said you said a quote earlier in the show. It's like you suffer from your success. Yeah. What's next for Kurt? It's president of Footy Mob. Pretty sure, like the election should be coming up. Probably. We just had one and. So I'm still in for this year, next year, mm-hmm. and then you Good. know, evaluate it. Because <laughs> it's like it's like, what? How do you, especially if you created this baby? How do you, as a leader, pass those reins on to the next leader of Bloody Mob and, and trust them to continue the spirit that you created? He so, doesn't. Uh, I, he uh, won't. Yeah, won't and that's why we won't let it. You're, you're so <laughs> close to it. It's like, how do you let it go? It's, it's or it not be a dictator. It's easier than you think because. There came a point last year, like, all right, when we first started, like, you were around, Reggie was, like, Reggie showed up, and it's like, okay, as people showed up, there's, like, things got taken off of me, Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, I can delegate this, delegate that. Then it came a while, it's like, all right, you have everything, the first season wasn't a normal season. Right. Because it's our first one, everything worked, like, anything we did would sell out, anything we did worked, anything we did across any groups gathered attention. Right. How do you repeat that year two? So then year two, World Cup year. Another kind of weird season. It's our first full season in the Dome. We've got all these things, but it's still not. So this is our first actual normal season. Mm, And we've grown. But for me, Footy Mob is about building a community. And in the last half of 2018, you saw people who, like, they came in the first year and they just partied. The second year, they were like, well, I want to get more involved. And they were, like, putting a pinky in, putting it, like, looking in the door but then at some point I would say the last three or four months of the regular season all of a sudden people were like hey I want to do this I was like alright go do it Yeah. and they came back and they did the work I was like okay you did the work let's 
I'll support you. Yeah. If it's positive. Like, the drum line. That didn't come from me. That's Alfeo and Reggie. Yeah, like, I want to hear I, more about all that. All I have to do is just, like, get them a parking pass and go put the bus right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I have to do. With Pamela, Catherine, and Caroline, and Jason Becker running the, the soccer teams. I'm like, how much money do you need? Do you need jerseys? Okay. Write a check. You do that. Jeremy doing the philanthropy. What do you need from me? You need a thing in the square? Here, you put it in there. You run. And people want to give back to a community. They yeah. want to be a part of a community. My only job is to make sure that the resources are there, and if they're not, explain why they're not there, and if we can't figure out why they aren't there, figure out a way to get them there. Mm. So, I mean, I don't want anyone not playing on Footy Bob FC because funds are tight, and because, and I don't want the captains putting out a bunch of money, which they'll lose all. So it's like, you know what, let us shoulder that cost. We right. can't cover every team, but we'll cover two. Yeah. And that way, go play, go be active, go do something. Yeah. So in the, the day, I think you build something to where, like the Facebook group, that, I mean, we balance that with a pinky. I mean, it's self-policing now. Mm-hmm. The other members go, no, no, we don't do that here. Somebody starts talking to her like, no. Like somebody's like, hey, this, we told them no, but we might want to delete that, that thread. Mm-hmm. And we'll, I'll tell pull people to sign and say, hey, here, I deleted that thread. Here's why. Right. And it's nothing like, they're like, okay, have we got everything perfect? No, but it's about giving people an honest answer and just, it builds itself. So when it comes time for me to go, I have complete faith in everybody in the group that there's going to be somebody who's going to do better than I am. Right. They're going to be like, they're like God, why do we put up for Curtis for all these years? <laughs> and Reggie was sitting right here? My God. <laughs> you don't want to and, do that? You, you, you're just going to be capo? All the stuff he's saying right now, don't listen to him. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Don't listen to all that because I don't think. And this is just me, just from, just biased but unbiased, just from observing him in these last three years. He's very humble. He doesn't want the spotlight, even sometimes when he should get it. <laughs> Many a time. He'll go, Mm-mm, and he'll just push somebody out there. Yeah. I'm like, bro, no, go talk to Roger. <sighs> All right, hi, Roger, how you doing? I'm like, oh, it's, it's not just humility. The fact that if you if you look at, one of the things that people have come to me and said was that, y'all are so organized. And I'm like, that's him. That's him, that's Stefan, that's all these, like I said, that's all those people who were doing that synchronized swimming I'm talking about. Right. You see the party, but you don't see him and all these other folk. He's stressing out before everybody gets there. They're trying to make sure the caterers come in, whereas the ice guy, you know, you see all these things going on, and but they make it, they take on a lot of weight so that we don't have to take a lot of stress on. And you don't see a lot of that in a lot of leadership and other, not not just supporter groups, but just in general. Just in general. And he's not a dictator in the sense that you do what I say, it's okay. What do you want to do? What what do you think? Most people don't ask that, what do you want to do? What do you want to see happen with this? What do you want to, this is a lot of things that he does that um, I don't think people realize. He's he's very, and and he's a chess player. Like when I was talking about Darren Eels and Bocanegra and how they seem to always be ahead of, he's always like five steps ahead of things. And then he'll, sometimes we'll be talking and he'll throw off something. I go, damn, I didn't think about that. But again, I, I don't know if there's anyone that's going to be better than him because he set it up to run a certain way. So whoever takes it, it's just like um, 
No, 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 no. It's, it's Chucky. It's Chucky. It's Chucky. And um, remember when he took over the team? Uh-huh. But who set up the team yeah. for Chucky to take it over? Yeah. For Tampa Bay. So it wasn't Herm. Who was it? That was Herm Edwards. It wasn't Herm? No, it was, it was Herm Edwards. Then uh, Chucky came in behind him. Mm-hmm. But who set up the team? Herm Dun- set it up. Dungey. Dun- 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 yeah, yeah. That was Dungey. Yeah, so Dungey set it up. He's the one who had the players. He had the coaching staff. He had everything set. All he did was just come in mm-hmm. and just say, okay. So the next person is going to inherit whatever he set up. If he set it up bad, you know, but that's not the case. That will be, be the test. Yeah, and I mean... That's the success truth of any organization. It's like anything can be good if you're there and like you see the holes in your passion. But what happens when you walk away and those holes are still there and somebody has got to go, okay, now I've got to fix all this. And then like, well, this is no better. In fact, it's worse. It's like, no, it's not worse. They just don't have the ability to do those things that they should be doing. Mm-hmm. But look at how many 2017 supporters groups came out the gate. There was the four recognized ones to start with. Then you had literally two handfuls of other ones. Yep. And some of them were just like three or four people. You already, they're one thing. You've got people that just want to party. It's like they literally just wanted them and their friends and nothing else. That's another three or four. But then you had that next, you know, four to five. And where are they now? And some of them have been absorbed into other things. Some have merged with other groups. Some have just disappeared. And I think people think that you can just show up with beer and be done. Like, we didn't have beer our first tailgate. I'll never forget when Tom sent me the text saying we got beer the next tailgate. I was like, thank God, we have beer. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, oh, yeah, we have two different beer. What? Two different ones? Choices. And I was like, we have options? And then we went and got, it was like, all right, we need liquor now. Mm -hmm. And we have liquor. And we just have all these things that you lean on people with the expertise and you go I'm getting out of you know how to do this I don't I'm getting out of your way just show tell me where to show up who to shake whose hand to shake and how much to write the check for I will do my part he blanking footy mom that's what he's doing damn you're at the blanking footy mom let me get out of the way (laughs) but then it comes it's time for me to get out of the way right and And that's that's, that's what I wanted to ask you was like how you've been so close and you have been the face of footy mom it's like, okay, now I'm the old head. I can sit back and let these Neos run this thing. Yeah, yeah. let the, the beard grow out and everything. Yeah, yeah. you know, you see he's yeah. already done. That's why I was, I was like, he, he's done. The beard's coming out. Yeah. He's ready. You're going to see him with the, with the two-piece suit on just sitting in the back, just like just admiring it, playing I got, dominoes in the back I got, of the footy mop tailgate. I can see him just sitting there slapping dominoes with the old heads like, Back in my day, we didn't have beer. <laughs> but see, you're saying I can't even do that. Like, if let's say I stop being footy my president tomorrow, and let's say we have elections, somebody's elected, I can't show up at that next tailgate because it's unfair to whoever comes behind me. Because they're gonna say, oh, "Hey, Bill, uh, where's this?" Curtis always took care. Of- oh, I'll just go ask Curtis, and that's unfair to them. So I have to take a step back. I will always be a member, but it's I have to step away to give whoever comes behind me a chance to put their own stamp on it. Because as long as I'm there at the tailgate hanging around people, like, well, Curtis always did this. Cur- no, that's unfair to them. Hey, Curtis. <laughs> that's going to be like, I'm going to like come in like 20 minutes before the game, drink my beer, and then I'm going to go inside. I'm going to wave, and that's it if I go by the tailgate. Because you have to let that next person be themselves. You can't just go, uh, I'm just going to hang out and just like now get to, no, it's, you have to be. You have to know when to step away yeah. and step away completely. And honestly, I mean, I don't think 
anybody who's been in leadership of any supporters group for any length of time knows how much time goes into it. And I'm probably going to go, it's going to be like the last episode of Fresh Prince where he's standing around looking at an empty house going like, wow. <laughs> that's going to be me. I was like, what am I going to do with my time? Right. What am I going to do with it? Because you spend so much time and you love every second of it. And then you're like, all right, what now? Mm. What do I follow this with? Right. What, like, what's going to occupy me for the next, you know, forever of my life to, to do this? You know, uh, before we wrap up here, you know, you remember like back last year we had an episode with with Reggie, the lost episode that you know just got ate up, <laughs> and we want we like you know because of course for people who don't already know, who have who have who haven't seen Reggie on. EPL fan zone, Copa ninety, you know, Men Blazers, like, uh, like, I, he, like he's everywhere. But like, you know, you you can always catch Reggie at uh, at, a, at a capital stand at, at every home game. But like, what goes into your process as far as like just like your like what your the presence that you deliver when you're up there at the capital stand with use it with with Angel or Corny. Who else has been up there? It's been a couple guys, but like I said, everybody looks 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 for Big Reggie. What is my process? Yeah. What, what, what's, what's, what's your motivation? <laughs> what's your motivation, brother? Man, look, it's it's. Um, I've always been a ham my whole life. I'm you know I'm actually a extra extra introvert. I'm kind of a combination of the two. So I'm fine playing the corner, but if you say Reggie dance. I'm, breakdance if you want me to. That's just how I am. I've always been a ham. But for me, um, I didn't know anything about capoing. Like I, like I was telling you, you know, you, you you guys know. And so first thing I did was I jumped on YouTube and started following and watching all these different guys. Uh, one guy for Sierra in Brazil, uh, his name is Shaga Roque. And then I started watching um, Marseille and PSG when they finally came back. And you just start watching and it wasn't necessarily the language it was how are they communicating how are they reading the crowd how are they directing people so for me when I get up there it's like who am I going to connect with so every time I get up there I'm looking for you you know I don't know where you sit man he sits down in front of me yeah he's so he's down 102 he, down he, front. Yeah, he waves at me like every once in a while as he goes to his seats that are right there at field level. <laughs> see, but see, but, but that was a misunderstanding. But see, that's what else. <laughs> see, when I get up there, I'm always looking for people. I'm always making because see, anybody can do chance. Yeah, anybody can know, know the words and all that. But how do you connect with people? How do you get everybody on the same page? Right. Can you read the crowd? Can you tell? When to do this and when to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Initially, my goal was if if I could get a whole stadium to do a song and chant, and I'm done, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But then we had the championship, and everybody was doing "We Ready." That was the 71st, 72nd minute of the championship, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. that was like the high point for me. I don't have to do nothing else. Yeah. But my motivation is really just about. It's really about getting that entire stadium as well as really. Not just support us, but get the entire stadium to be as loud as hell, make it hell for whoever comes in our house, and have a good time, man. People need to see you having a good time. Right. If you're up there struggling, if you're up there gritting on people, if you're screaming, you know, cussing, you're having a good time. Right. People want to see you having a good time. And, and I'm going to say one more thing, though. One more thing is this, in terms of, of inspiration, and it didn't occur to me until last season. And there's a sister... 
who's in 102. She's got an eight-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, dark-skinned sister. She knows, if she's listening, she knows what I'm talking about. Dark-skinned sister, short natural. She's got an eight-year, eight, eight-year-old boy. And she, she talked to me when I was walking past the concession. She said, listen, my son wants to meet you. He really looks to you. He thinks what you're doing is great. I did everything but cry. Because it was like, wow, there's people watching you. Oh, yeah. And not just, you know, I mean, it's like little black boys and little black girls and and the kids from the drum line up in three hundreds, they they are inspired. They they see we gotta get them in the supporter section, by the way. It's another story. <laughs> and so for me it's that kind of motivation knowing that there are other eyes on you. So Yeah. Because yeah, like, you and I we we you know I have been up there on Capitol stand with you and you know it's it's, it's definitely a trip when you kinda see everyone really responding to you and you're trying to get everyone all on the same page all all you know to help out the team and you know one is it's, it's, it's a real thrill when like especially when everything is vibing all at one time and it's it's one of those things where like no matter what issues you have outside the stadium it's like everyone is together it's your you're united basically no all, all points intended mm-hmm. and you know like it, not everybody can do that you know not everybody has a presence to 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 be able to do that kind of stuff Ringo should if, if you saw Ringo in Memphis he, like I said I wasn't wrong like I said he should be up there one day but uh you know it, it's it's definitely something that um like I said, when you experience it, it, there's nothing like it. There's really nothing like it. Yeah. Let, let me ask you. Is the capital stand? It's up there. I consider you capital. You guys perform. Reggie, who's your Morris Day? Your Prince? Who's your Who's your rival? <laughs> I like the drama on this show. Yeah. If you listen to this show, I always want to gas people to real questions. Who's your Morris Day up there? Like you, you respect what they do, but you're like. Mm. I, I do it better. I don't. I don't think of myself as better. You know what? I don't even see it as a hierarchy or or, or like boxing because I'm a big boxing fan. I was a boxing fan before soccer. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it like you know I'm the champ and this other dude is some contender or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I'm WBC. He's IBF. She's WBA. Gotcha. We all champs. Yeah. So I don't really. Everybody got their own way of doing it. Who coming for your belt, Pete? So so <laughs> so I put it this way. You know the people who've come for the belt. Those are the people who've gotten up there and they said, you know, I want to do this, I want to do this. They get up there. And so they, see, the stage is one thing. Mm-hmm. You see that crowd. So you, every, you know, everybody can run up and around on the stage, but then you get up those steps on the ladder, mm-hmm. all that, those 5,000 people mm-hmm. are looking at you. I've seen people just. <gasps> so Man, so those are the ones who want to come for the belt, so to speak, the ones who think it's easy. Yeah. Oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not. But as far as, you talk know. Talk that talk. I've yeah. just been, I've just but, been but, on but, the stage. I've been on, like, I, 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 I'm stand? like, nah. I'll, I'll be your hype man. I'll, I'll be playing the flag. Look, the people who are capos, they are champs in their own right. So yeah. I don't I don't consider anybody competition. Yeah. I think we all, we all just, we all got belts. So I asked, I asked Curtis this. Let me ask you this. So what's next for Capo Reggie? Well, it's eventually time we got to hang up that flag. got to hang up that towel. If, if it was up to me, I'd be gone in the season. Yeah. If it was up to me. Yeah. But 
it's it's about how do you groom the next capital? The, the the it's almost like a it like who you have to have it. Do you, you have, have to have it? it? Are you comfortable being in front of people? Are you comfortable? There's things that you look for, and it's like. The only reason I'd stick around is like, cause you don't want to see it drop. Right. You don't want somebody to be the next Reggie. You want somebody to be them, them right. the best them that they can be. You want to see them, you know. That's what I'm waiting to see, mm -hmm. honestly, is the next generation of Capos come up there. Mm -hmm. Like y'all been up there, you know, for three years now. Mm -hmm. Three years, not a long time. But like, I'm waiting to see, like, all right, who's going to step up next and step in that ring and say, yo, I got this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would love to see that. Me too. You know, so this is a challenge. Anybody's listening to the show, step up, man. You know what made that easier, though? And I think we're finally getting to that point is where people who sit in the supporters section understand you're not there just for a close, cheap seat. Mm -hmm. I think they're fine to understand, like, no, their expectations for sitting here. Right. I never bought my seats Standing there because <laughs> my knees are trash. Yeah. And Dolly Cavici, I. Just like, <laughs> like, just trample me. It's gonna leave me for dead. I'm going if down. Down. If I go down, just leave me. For I asked some tough times last season. I was like, Reggie was looking at me. I was like, man, listen, I got, I got you on one. <laughs> After that, I don't know. I mean, we own so Footy Mob owns seats in the supporter section, and we want people who are gonna get in there and understand, so they can see it, and we can hopefully grow those people. Mm -hmm. And if they, even if they don't become capo, it's like, oh, but we want to be in this section, mm -hmm. and it's worked. Like there are people who like would buy those seats from us now they've got their own season tickets there yeah and you have to get people that section goes I mean, it starts and it goes what about 20 rows back then it sort of starts kind of slacking off yeah it tapers. a little bit it no. tapers mm -hmm. but if we were ever to get you know all right let's say 30 rows but all three sections wide mm -hmm. yeah that's a huge improvement huge because right now you have like this cone and mm -hmm. if we can get it to where everybody understands that then guess what you know that there's going to be three sections of 30, 30 rows tall of people who are hanging on your word and are there to do that thing. Mm -hmm. Guess what makes this job easier, which mm -hmm. means the next person up isn't going to be intimidated by 5,000. They're like, I got these people. The rest are going to follow them. Yeah. My job is to lead these 300. Then those 300 will lead the rest of the stadium. Right. And, well but we got to get that supporter section. We got to get the full buy-in there. Yeah. And, and we're that's, still working that's on that. That's, that's something that I think that still, you know, you, you like, just imagine, because it's a pretty big section as is, so it's like, you know, and still everyone hasn't bought in yet, so it's like you really have to keep working on that and, you know, building that culture up so that way, like I said, just like how Curtis said, when that next, when that next capital comes up, they, all they gotta do is basically just, just just guide the audience and, and, and go from there. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of light work from there. Yeah, because it's supposed to be just an understanding. It's supposed to be a general understanding. Oh, that's a capital. What are we doing? But that's not always happening. So sometimes it would be nice. I'll put it this way. Donna Cavici, it's, it's, it's actually working its way to the back mm -hmm. of that 5,000. You see them. Up there clapping. Yeah. So it's it is it is it's an improvement every season. Every season. Yeah. It's it, it, that's I get it. I'm excited about that. My fear. Sorry, I was reading the article. My fear about this season with the frame thing, like the the amount of strides that we've made as a culture here at Atlanta United. Like I'm afraid people will start leaving, and then it, it'll hurt. What we no, do. they won't. Here, 
That's my feel. Like, we'll lose the fake fans. Yes. It's not even the fake fans. Because I don't think there's any such thing as a fake fan. I think you have people who are a fan of a vibe. And that's why I'm worried of us becoming negative vibe merchants where if we think it's not fun, then they go, oh, well, they they may not know better. They may not know, hey, it's building, but it's taking a while. They just go, all right, I guess so. But it's a good thing in that, okay, they maybe don't do the march and they maybe sit higher up. They still want to be in the building, but Mm -hmm. they don't get it. Then you start getting people down involved. Mm-hmm. You want to get people who want to do the thing in the place to do it. And if that person who is just kind of like, eh, right now wants to cycle towards the back but still be in the building, there's still a place for them at the front. But let's get somebody down there who wants to, who like, wants to be, be fully in it. Somebody who's like not on their cell phone in the front row. Because when they, they show that front row all the time, and the worst thing you see is somebody doing that, doing selfies. Yeah. yeah. I wish they were doing so. At least a selfie can go, hey, they're excited to be here. But you'll see people just like... I'm on Twitter right now. What's going on? I'll look up when I hear the crowd get ready. Yeah. The flags have finally gotten, like, Jason and Domer and everybody, the flags have finally gotten those to a place where the flags are not a big deal. It's like, all right, we've figured the flags out. Now let's get, you know, the chance. Let's make it easy. Like, for, for, for Reggie and the other Capos, it should be something where when they hit that stage, I mean, the whole stadium now knows we start the game, we are the A. And... I walked in this game first, this first game last season, and you heard it, and it was not because the capital was leading it, but it was in time. It wasn't delayed because everyone knew what was happening, and it was all done in unison. Yeah. Because normally you have that delay of like 101 does it, 102, and then it kind of reverberates around. Mm-hmm. Now they know what's done when, and it's like, you don't need the capital for a certain chance. Yeah. And it sounds better. It does. And that's what we need to get towards is, all right, what's the next chant that everybody's going to learn all the words to? So guess what? They know, oh, it's 10 minutes in. This is the time we do this. Or the flow. They go, all right, we do this chant followed by that chant. You build like 15-minute segments. Mm-hmm. You start one, then you add a second, then you add a third one. I wish you guys could just get a mic and just closer to one on four. Because we be trying. I'll be like, I don't know what chant they're doing. Tell like, oh, had, If we had a mic, now you, you all have seen the yellow wall, and you've seen how they have it set up. Mm-hmm. And then you've seen Seattle and other places where they have the microphone, Marseille and other places. Microphone would go so far. You could reach so many. Because like we try, and my little my little pocket one on four rowdies, we get down down there. Like we be trying. It's like it, it's, but you can feel the you can feel the wave crashing from one on one. 102, 103, and by the time it hits 104, we're like, hey, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's the worst thing because I think there's so many people who want to Believe me when I say, like, in those who the front offices, this has been a constant thing of trying to find something that works. People won't trip over it. People can't knock it down. Right. Something that won't interfere with cell phones, won't interfere with broadcast communications. Mm-hmm. There's so much that goes into just finding a speaker. Because there was at one point they tested out what was a mic on the uh, on the, on on the, the bullhorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a receiver on the, on the bullhorn. And, well, actually, it was, it was a mic here. And then... They had the receivers with the speakers up there, so they were getting a signal, but it was getting it was getting swallowed hey, up. It's that stadium is so so big. Yeah, I mean, it looks great on TV. It's fun to be inside it, but when you're trying to capo and like sound, that's where sound goes to die. Yeah. Well, my question has always been: the microphone that they're using 
and they got it on the PA. So when they're singing the, you know, the anthem, can you hand me the mic when you're done? <laughs> right, let me use that. <laughs> that system. <laughs> man. Oh, man. I, Just I, thinking out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> keep, keep thinking. Keep keep doing what you're doing, man, because you're, you're doing, y'all, y'all are doing amazing work, you know. Uh, where, where can we uh, find Footy Mob on the socials? At Footy Mob everywhere. Cool, cool, cool. Curtis, Reggie, thank y'all so much for coming. I mean, we've been homies for so long. Like, we could really talk like a whole, whole other hour here. We could all speed. That's on my man. I gotta let y'all get home. Man. <laughs> so many questions and stuff. Like, man, it's all good. But let yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely have y'all back on sooner rather, rather than later. Um, uh, what, what else? Like, hey, no, I, I just want to like reach out to the fans, man. Like, um, I want you guys to tell everyone about this show. Like, if you like the show, spread it. Like, you know, if, if you don't like the show, reach out to us and tell us what you don't like about the show so we can improve it. We enjoy what we're doing, and, like, uh, we feel like we're doing the Lord's work. You know, but, you know, if you like, yo, y'all y'all good. Y'all, y'all don't have to do this. You know, things like that. Let us know. But at the same breath, tell everybody, like, about this show. Like, we're on every podcast and platform. We're on the socials and things like that. We want more and more of you guys to get involved. You guys just heard Curtis. You guys just heard Reggie talk about how they just organically grew this community. That's what we're trying to build here at FTC UTD. We're trying to build a community of like-minded people that love this game, that love our black culture here, and they want to meld the two together. So, like, write reviews, share our posts, like, engage, engage, engage. Yeah. And like I said, to talk to us. Like I said, we, we'll talk back. We're, we're, we're not just some blind social media account. It's, it's, it's usually me. Sometimes it's uh, Ringo, but yeah, it's usually, usually me, Grego, uh, uh, talking to you. So, you know, uh, we, we want to engage with, with, with the people and, you know, uh, and grow the culture because the culture is everywhere. And, you know, as always, you can reach us on, on Twitter, Instagram, FTC, UTD, and, you know, We'll, we'll talk about whatever. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Atletico Madrid going to the All-Star game in July. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but, yes, th- thank you, Reggie, Curtis, uh, for coming back on. Y'all Y'all will definitely be back on some right later. Uh, if y'all ever want to come on, vent, talk about anything, man. You guys got a mic cause, for y'all. Cause, man. Cause I, I already know Reggie got got. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Reggie to just go full villain, come in here wearing sunglasses. Just <laughs> <laughs> go full NWO on us. Y'all killing me. But yeah. Tria, y'all. Can, can, can we, can we, yo, can Footy Mob follow us? I thought we did already. So you follow us. Footy Mob don't, the brand. Hey. Hey. hey, man, cut the mic. Man. Cut the mic. <laughs> 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 but yo, we will catch y'all next week. As always, you know, hit hit us up. Like I said, let us know what you think. The coach is real. The coach is everywhere. For Reggie, for Curtis, for Ringo, it's Gregor. We're everywhere. Coach is real, and we out. We out.